You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening and thanks very much for joining us. Just as the province enters a hot stretch, we have breaking wildfire news tonight. Crews wasting no time hitting a fast-moving grass fire east of Kamloops that prompted the evacuation of six homes for a short time. Our Kylie Stanton is there with the latest. Well, yes, you can see the flames still burning through this heavy smoke behind me here. The fire broke out just before noon today in the Sun Rivers community here in East Kamloops. Pardon? It started out firefighters on scene, three air tankers and a helicopter with more resources expected to be brought in and join this fight. I mean, you can't do anything, right? You just, you just stand back and watch and hopefully it all turns out. Okay. Now with more on uh, why we believe that and the concern ahead of us, Christy. That's right. So, so no lightning today. That is one of a number of likely human-caused fires today. The reason? The fire danger rating jumped in the last 24 hours because of the hot, dry conditions and is going to go even higher. We're in for a very long stretch of hot weather, at least six days. And to make matters worse, a very dry cold front is going to slice through the province tomorrow, bringing the worst-case scenario for firefighters. Very strong winds with gusts up to 70 kilometers meters an hour, very little rain, and the potential for more dry lightning. All right, everybody needs to take precautions out there. Christy, thank you. Burnaby RCMP are releasing new video of a suspect accused in a hit and run. A Mountie was injured when she tried to stop him from using a handheld device. Our Jennifer Palma has more on the video and who police are looking for. Jen. Yeah, Chris, police are asking for your help in identifying a suspect driver. After an incident last week on July 4th, they left an officer injured at Parker Street and Willingdon in Burnaby. RCMP want the public to take a look at this video, taken moments before the hit and run. This is the suspect police say they're looking for. This is surveillance from inside a gas station. Police describe him as South Asian with a heavy build. That officer is a seven-year veteran of the force. She suffered a broken arm and was released from hospital later that day. She is expected to return to duty in the coming months. Anyone with information is asked to call Burnaby RCMP or Crime Stoppers. Back to you, Chris. Thanks for the update, Jen. Now, seven city employees who allegedly ran a copper theft scam have been fired from the city of Port Coquitlam. The scheme reportedly lasted a decade. Jill Bennett has more on what we know about this. From one and a half years to 21 years with the city, pocketing from less than $100 to $10,000. Port Coquitlam started investigating in February, but isn't saying what or who may have tipped them off. We brought our employees in, um, asked to explain what was going on, uh, reviewed what we had heard, reviewed our investigation, thought carefully about the best approach and ultimately decided that the appropriate discipline was termination. It's believed copper piping was taken from new construction areas and replacements where houses were being connected to the city's water system. No charges have been laid. The entire investigation into the public works employees is being handed to the RCMP on Friday. Trust is fundamental to the employment relationship and in this case the trust has been broken. As for anyone who was upset by the thefts and news of the firings. There is great work going on. There are great people here. And the poor decision making of a very small number of employees should not have you lose your faith and trust in us. Jill Bennett, Global News. A kidnapping trial continued today despite a drive-by shooting in Burnaby yesterday believed to be linked to a key witness in the trial. Our Romina Dea was in court for the proceedings today and Romina, the kidnapping victim, took the stand today. 
he did, Sophie, and he gave evidence regarding chilling audio, which was played in court. You could actually hear him screaming in the background, and he said that's because his captors were beating him. Now, according to the evidence, he was also tortured and burned with a blowtorch. Now, this case goes back a couple of years to September 2016, when two people were found dead in a home in East Vancouver. A little boy who was only four years old witnessed it all. Now, the witness on the stand was the one who was actually kidnapped two years ago. Now, court heard that he's also entrenched in gang life. At one point in the audio, you can hear him yelling, they're going to start taking off my fingers. They want at least $500,000 in ransom. Six men have been charged. None of the allegations, though, have been proven yet. Now, Justice Silverman today has imposed a temporary ban on releasing the identity of the victim because of the drive-by shooting that you mentioned in Burnaby yesterday. Now, defense argued, though, that there is no evidence that there is a safety risk and the public has the right to know who's testifying. This trial continues tomorrow. It's expected to go until November. The charges before the court right now include kidnapping, extortion and manslaughter. Sophie. All right, thanks for that, Ramina Dea at BC Supreme Court. What a nightmare for drivers today. A flipped semi caused traffic chaos on the Knight Street Bridge this afternoon. The span completely shut down when this happened on the north end of the bridge on ramp. The semi driver was extricated and sent to hospital. The nature of his injuries are not known, but he is the only person hurt in the crash. No word on exactly why it happened, but as you can see, it did cause a major backup. Southbound lanes remain closed right now as collision investigators are on scene. More tonight on a, a train derailment north of Pemberton, which we first reported on last night's news hour. The good news, CN Rail says the train was hauling wood pulp, not dangerous goods. But that's not making everyone feel better. Ted Chernecki has more on the cleanup and the concern about the potential risk. Ted. Sophie, but not five kilometers from here, and only 10 months ago, another derailment with five lumber cars going into this lake, and now this. And once again, luckily, the contents of these two cars in the lake are not considered toxic. Once again, CN rail workers are trying to figure out what went wrong this time. A lot of heavy machinery has been brought in to right the cars that fell away from the lake and to recover the two that are in the pristine water, one of which has sunk to the bottom. <laughs> Given the checkered history of this line since CN bought out BC Rail, the first thing one local thought about was the Chequamese Canyon. We were really worried it was either sulfur or sodium chloride or something that would sort of poison the lake so that it was unswimmable or it would contaminate the fish or kill wildlife, really, we were worried about. In August 2005, 40,000 litres of sodium hydroxide spilled into the Chequamish River, killing half a million fish. In a statement today, CN Rail said most of what's carried on this line today is forest product related. We are concerned about if this happens again. I mean, two times in one year is pretty, it's not a coincidence anymore. There's something going on and it needs to be fixed. In that statement, CN also says that since the first derailment here 10 months ago, it has replaced rail in the area and installed new wooden ties. It says it's launched another investigation to look at everything from speed, track condition, and equipment in use just before yesterday's derailment. So as we've seen, these derailments can be very damaging. Now, they were lucky these last two times, but we all know that there's increasing pressure to move more oil by rail, and locals are wondering just how much longer can this luck last.
Sophie? Ted Janecki reporting. Ted, thank you. New details tonight on those credit and debit card skimmers discovered at two Canada Line stations. Customers are being warned to check their bank statements closely. John Waugh explains why experts say those behind the skimming scam are picking new targets using more sophisticated equipment. It's a transaction many have to make to take transit. And as people jumped on the bus or SkyTrain, their financial information may have traveled right into the hands of thieves. When you looked at the machines, you could see absolutely nothing. This was a very um, accomplished skimmer. A skimmer is a molded piece of plastic that sits over the card reader, capturing the information as the card goes in. It's kind of not reassuring knowing that, you know, they have skimmers there. It's more convenient, but you're risking your information a little bit more. Skimmers are usually placed on ATMs and gas pumps, but those businesses have become better at detection. And criminals have been searching for a new high-traffic target. Two were at YVR, or Vancouver International Airport. One was at Vancouver City Centre Station. The devices were discovered around 5 p.m. on Sunday. The ones at the airport likely in place all day. At Vancouver City Centre Station, possibly even longer. Those are the people that should probably check with their financial institutions to see if anything's amiss. Thieves once had to mold or find replacement parts to build skimmers. Now they're easier to make and much harder to detect. Especially with the 3D printing now, I mean, it's, they can pretty much take a photograph, have them printed up and, you know, dozens made, you know, for a couple hundred dollars. Transit police are going over surveillance footage and will be on the lookout for new skimmers. Cybersecurity experts say transit users are best to keep an eye on their bank statements. John Hua, Global News. More on that in a moment, but right now, an illegal ride-hailing service we've told you about before continues to thumb its nose at government regulations. As Nadia Stewart reports tonight, not only is the company still in operation, it appears to be expanding. And here we go, let's confirm the order, see if I can get somebody to come. It is still illegal to operate a ride-hailing service in British Columbia. This is who the driver is. Yet apps like Udi Ride continue to operate in Vancouver. We tried booking a ride from Marpole to Oak Ridge Mall, but whenever the driver would call, it seems our English was a deterrent. Are you my Udi driver? Why? Yeah. Why? Are you are, are you on your way? It was a similar situation seven months ago when we first reported on the problem of illegal ride-hailing services operating in Richmond. Hey, Niha, Niha, Niha. The drivers at the company who is running the app uh, asked them not to take any Westerner or say non-Chinese riders. But that hasn't stopped Udi Ride from expanding. The app shows a fleet of cars available from Vancouver to Richmond to Coquitlam, even Surrey. In fact, Udi is now recruiting more drivers. In an email, the Ministry of Transportation says complaints have been received and investigations opened on several companies operating in Metro Vancouver. To date, 20 cease and desist letters have been sent out and 36 drivers have been fined, each one totaling $1,150. It's a reminder that, that consumers want ride-sharing. Ride-hailing giant Uber says it's still waiting for the NDP government to keep its election promise. They've indicated there'll be legislation this fall, and so we're cautiously optimistic that they're, that they're working on a solution that would allow companies like Uber to begin operation. Until the rules are changed, Uber and the rest of the province will just have to hold on a little longer. 
Nadia Stork, Global News. We now know what caused a scary in-flight emergency on a Vancouver to Nanaimo WestJet flight last March. Shortly after the flight took off, crew and passengers noticed smoke in both the cockpit and the cabin. The passengers had no oxygen masks because they're not required on planes that don't fly above 25,000 feet. So they were told to use their clothes to cover their mouths. The jet landed safely in Nanaimo. No one was injured in the end. The Transportation Safety Board now says a disintegrated steel spring inside a carbon seal allowed oil to leak into the cabin pressurization system. Its report recommends airlines replace the seal with a stronger part. It has been a day to remember for a lucky group of Lower Mainland seniors who aren't going to sit around in their old age. As Linda Aylesworth reports, the construction of a new urban dock gave the longtime anglers a chance to get back in the game. Fishing is an art. I got spinned around. Learning takes time and patience. How the heck did I do that? I really messed this thing up. What Eli needed on this sunny day at Como Lake in Coquitlam was someone with experience. How, how do you know when the fish is there? Does the bobber bob? Yeah. Come on, baby. Eli was in luck because 87-year-old Bob Clough was there to help. I loved it all my life. I fished for many years, 55 when Bob let his caregivers at Dania Home in Burnaby know about his passion for fishing a few months ago, they got to work making this day happen. His eyes would well with tears. I mean, just so excited to tell about the 81-pounder that he caught. And we did a big board for him with his life and everything was fishing. That 81-pounder, a spring salmon caught in the Yukon, was outdone by the massive halibut he caught. But Bob wasn't the only fishing enthusiast on the dock today. Today's a living day. Everybody's out together, happy. You know, what more do you want out of life? Cecilia, who turns 100 in September. event, but the response was too good. <laughs> this is what it looked like at Metrotown in Burnaby. The one-day promotion allowed children to build a bear and pay their age. The bears can normally run anywhere from 16 to $100, so it was quite a deal. As soon as malls across Canada and the U.S. opened, the lineups began and they never ended. And it was even crazier in many American cities. Thousands of parents and children lined up early to build their discounted bears. In a number of cities, malls had to divert the lines outside to avoid indoor congestion. The company eventually had to turn people away, offering discount coupons for those who didn't get in in both the U.S. and Canada. Caught on video, the collapse of part of a new shopping mall in Mexico City, the cantilevered section crashing down on a cloud or in a cloud of dust and debris. There are no reported injuries or deaths, largely because the mall's operators evacuated the area when they noticed signs the wing was starting to separate from the rest of the building. The mall has been controversial because some said it would clog traffic on a nearby freeway and because it was built on notoriously unstable ground. It has been a day of nervous tension in Toronto after a dramatic increase in police presence sparked by an undetermined threat. As Global's Tom Hayes reports, the police action covered a number of high-profile attractions in the city's downtown core. It was a large police perimeter, dozens of officers and cruisers on foot. 
the bomb squad was also on scene, circled right around some of the biggest attractions in Toronto, the CN Tower, Rogers Centre, Ripley's Aquarium, and the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. As a result of the information received, we have uh, increased the footprint here, specifically for public safety. Police were short on details about the possible threat, but Global News obtained, through a police source, a draft operational plan that read, the Toronto police received credible information regarding a potential vehicle ramming attack in the area of the CN Tower on Thursday, July the 12th. Now this is a huge area to cover off, but the concern actually spread much further. Businesses and office towers as far away as Bay Street were also alerted about a possible threat relating to a vehicle. Toronto area U-Haul truck rental agencies were contacted by the OPP yesterday. They released this statement today. U-Haul was one of the many companies contacted by the Ontario Provincial Police on July 11th with a request to remain vigilant in reporting suspicious activity in the Toronto area. The lineups are still here as no attractions have been evacuated and no tourists were asked to leave the area. Many were pretty relaxed about the whole thing. Are you wondering what was going on? No, nothing. But there was some potential threat and yeah. the details weren't given. And how do you feel right now? Do you feel safe? I do. Yeah. I feel safe. Donald Trump is in the UK tonight and some Brits are not giving him a particularly warm welcome. Thousands of people gathered outside the London residence of the US ambassador where the president is expected to visit to protest Trump's America First policies. Trump is on a four-day trip to the UK, most of it happening outside London to avoid protests. And the lawyer for adult film star Stormy Daniels says her overnight arrest in, Oho in Ohio is a setup. Daniels was performing at a strip club when she was taken into custody for allegedly touching customers in a non-sexual manner. The charges have since been dismissed on a technicality. Daniels' lawyer says the incident was part of a politically motivated sting. Daniels is suing Donald Trump over an alleged affair, which he denies. Well, even considering the state of current American politics, today's congressional hearing in Washington was dramatically confrontational. An embattled FBI agent accused of bias against Donald Trump appeared at a hearing and it devolved into shouting matches, finger pointing and worse. You swear that the testimony that you are about the to intense give shall be fireworks the starting just moments after FBI agent Peter not. Struck was sworn in. Mr. Chairman, order! Lawmakers shouting over each Mr. other Chairman. while Struck, who investigated Chairman Hillary Clinton's emails and led the probe into possible Russian collusion, testified about his anti Trump text messages. Not once in my 26 years of defending our nation did my personal opinions impact any official action I took. But for Republicans, it's proof of bias, forcing Strzok to read some of his anti-Trump messages with FBI lawyer Lisa Page, with whom he was having an affair. Ms. Page said, not ever going to become president, right? Right? Uh, no, no, he's not. We'll stop it. Strzok trying to explain. It was in response to a series of events that included then-candidate Trump insulting the immigrant family of a fallen war hero. And my presumption, based on that horrible, disgusting behavior, that the American population would not elect somebody demonstrating that behavior to be president of the United States. In one of the most heated exchanges, Strzok insisting he was not removed from the Mueller investigation over bias. I don't appreciate 
what was originally said being changed. I don't give a damn what you appreciate, Agent Strzok. I don't appreciate having an FBI agent with an unprecedented level of animus working on two major investigations during 2016. Democrats blasting the hearing as a show trial, defending Strzok and the legitimacy of the Mueller investigation. Here are the individuals who are already admitted their guilt. Next in the hot seat, Lisa Page testifying tomorrow behind closed doors. Casey Hunt, NBC News, the Capitol. The divers who risked their lives to rescue that Thai soccer team are getting the hero's treatment as the children continue their recovery. (laughs) British divers headed home, but not before they were met at the airport by Thai officials who gave them gifts of appreciation. Members of the Thai Navy SEALs team who also helped rescue the boys were given a hero's welcome as well when they returned to their base. And new video shows the boys themselves sitting up in their hospital beds still together. Their parents are allowed to see them for 15 minutes at a time, three times a day. In Health Matters tonight, an innovative new program in the Okanagan is proving effective in making neighborhoods safer. As Global Okanagan's Shelby Tom reports, the Nickel and Needle campaign isn't very old, but it's already getting thousands of used needles off the street. How many are in here? 1,117. This 33-year-old man who goes by the name CJ is homeless and addicted to drugs. It's hard when you're trapped in a cycle trying to break free of it. It's really, really difficult. But the Calgary native says a new nickel and needle campaign at this Penticton pharmacy is empowering. I think it's just good for the homeless. It gives an incentive to clean up. Um, It helps the residents, you know, um, not be as upset about all the paraphernalia and the mess around. Sunrise Pharmacy is offering five cents for each syringe returned to the shop. It's in response to public outrage intensifying in Penticton over open drug use gripping the downtown core. As a pharmacist, having a, a passion for health for our population pushed me to come up with this idea. The pharmacy says the program has already been a success. They've collected over 5,600 needles in the past six days. I wasn't expecting it to be so booming, you know, but I'm very pleased. Mbami has already dished out more than $200. She runs a nonprofit that's covering the costs. The pharmacy owner is also discouraging children from going on the hunt for needles. We strongly recommend that the children don't get involved. This is an adult issue. Interior Health says it supports the initiative in principle. However, some specific concerns that we have are the counting of needles. And counting needles uh, increases the chances of someone getting a needle stick injury. As for CJ, he says more resources and housing options would offer a longer-term solution to the drug crisis. If there's more shelters or more programming, it probably wouldn't be as so noticeable. Shelby Tom, Global News, Penticton. Don't worry if you don't recognize who this artist is painting. No one does at first, but this guy's turning art on its head right after the forecast. All right, let's check in with Christy Gordon now. Uh, We talked about it off the top of the show, Christy, but really watching that wildfire situation throughout BC. Yes, and I feel like the wildfire situation is in the hands of 
everyone in BC right now because we don't have any lightning out there right now. So just be careful out there. It is tinder dry now. High temperatures across the region. A beautiful day, wasn't it? 24 near the water. Areas further inland, 28 in Pitt Meadows. Surrey also 28 degrees. Langley actually hit 29 just about an hour ago. Agassiz 29. Spectacular conditions and it's going to get even hotter. This weekend, areas away from the water can expect about 30 degrees and early next week, 31. In the interior regions today, close to mid-30s, but with the humidity, it was even higher than that. The feels like up to 36 degrees in some areas. Now, we are going to see a good stretch of weather like this. Oh, I want to show you. Canada's hot spot was in Lytton today at 35.3 degrees. So yes, we showed you this earlier, but it is really going to heat Monday peak Monday, Tuesday for the southern interior regions, all the while staying hot and dry for the most part. However, we talked about that cold front that's going to slice through the province. So Environment Canada has issued a special weather statement for all of these areas in gray because we have gusts up to uh, 70 kilometers an hour expected later tomorrow. So beginning through the afternoon hours and extending overnight as that cold front moves down across the region and again it's not going to bring in much rain. So it could really fuel any fires that are out there. So here's a look at the forecast for tomorrow. The most of the rain is going to be in the far, far north otherwise dry, hot, sunny, beautiful conditions for many, but it also means dangerous conditions for the forest fires. 28 degrees away from the water tomorrow, up to 30 degrees over the weekend and into Monday even hotter. And here's your weather window for tonight from Kamloops. Today, Terry Kress sent us that one. Well, guys, crews working hard out there for sure tonight. Hopefully they won't be too busy in the coming days. That's right. Well, an Egyptian painter is getting a lot of international attention for not only his speed, but for his unusual technique. Albert Magdi uses two brushes at a time to paint Arab and international celebrities upside down. The 23-year-old has a different style using fire and splashing powder to highlight certain parts of his work. And he can finish a portrait in as little as three minutes. Will Smith. Yeah, that's great. That's incredible. Uh, let's see what else we got. Caught on video, the raccoon equivalent of a clown car. A Nebraska man capturing the unusual sight of raccoons climbing out of a curbside drain during the day. And they just keep on a coming. Nine of them in total. Uh, actually, ten. The last one, not entirely sure about the plan, poking his head out and hesitating for a moment. Just wants to check it out and then he decides, I'll join the rest of them. Uh, by the way, a group of raccoons is called a gaze. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. A oh. gaze of raccoons. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Things you learn to, when you read the news. They're, they're up to no good because raccoons are always looking for trouble. Bandits. That's right. That's, Bandits. They are. That's why they're masked. Cause you, yes, right. So no one can ID no them. No one can tell. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, Barry mm-hmm. talking about the lions. Getting straight answers is not easy. Uh, I was trying to. It's like pulling teeth these days with those guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, if Lions quarterbacks could avoid sacks and interceptions like they've avoided answering who will start Saturday against Winnipeg, the team would be undefeated. But they are not. Far from it. Apparently, they will announce the starter tomorrow. Reading between the lines, it sounds like if he gets medical clearance and decides he's ready uh, nine and a half months after major knee surgery, Travis Lule will get the nod. He's done uh, a lot of good things the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's gotten way, way stronger. Uh, he's more comfortable, I think, in everything he's doing. 
know, time to uh, you know sit down and have a heart to heart and move forward. In your mind, are you ready for live action? I mean, that's that's the last step in the whole progression, right? So yeah. So I mean, you're not answering it. Kind of suggests you're still trying to. That work I'm still not going to give you a, yeah, a, a better yeah. answer. Yeah, that's all it suggests, right? I'd be disappointed. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, as a competitor, it's, you know, there's nothing worse than that. Um, but I, you know, I've already been disappointed in the way I played. Um, that's a standard that I have for my for myself. So um, I'm frustrated right now, but um, I'm going to figure it out one way or the other. All right, CFL tonight, Stamps and Red Blacks, early battle of division leaders. Calgary, the only unbeaten team left at 3-0, having their way in the first half. Bo Levi Mitchell to Jawan Breskison for the touchdown. 20 to nothing Stamps at the half, but not all good news. Starting quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell takes this low, late hit, injures his knee, did not return to the game, but the Stamps do continue to lead 20-3 in the fourth. Here's a lesson for all you players out there to listen to your coach, whether you're a seven-year-old kid or, in Kai Kamara's case, a 33-year-old seasoned pro. Some recent advice from Whitecaps coach Carl Robinson paid instant results. Last week, Kai Kamara and Carl Robinson had a little heart-to-heart after practice. Kamara had been struggling a bit, not scoring at the pace he or the Whitecaps expected. Robinson's advice, do a little less. I'm trying to do too much and he's just telling me he wants me to be his striker. He wants me to stay in the box and let the other guys create things for me and I, I agree to it and uh, it worked out. Kamara's improved positioning not led to just one but two goals last week. Thanks coach. Well people sometimes don't think I know what I'm doing or talking about which is you know makes me smile and things but I do. By getting Kamara just to concentrate on getting to good spots instead of running all over the pitch and often out of position the Caps and Kamara got the rewards. So you want to get touches, you want to be involved in the game all the time as a striker, but you know they say it doesn't matter how many touches you get, it's how many balls you put in the back of the net. I want to get him into double figures pretty quickly and then kick on towards you know, the middle 10, 12, 15 goals, which I believe he can. Yes. All right, Wimbledon women's semi. Serena Williams looking to qualify for her 10th final. She's already won it seven times, taking on German Julia Gurgis. And Serena pretty much had her way. No one has power in the ladies' game quite like Serena. Hammers the backhand winner from the baseline. Took the opening set 6-2. Serena playing just her fourth tournament since the difficult birth of her 10-month-old girl. Serena had to have four surgeries in recovery, but amazingly, almost back in top form. Now a win away from her eighth title and record-tying 24th Grand Slam. She'll meet another German, Angelique Kerber, in Saturday's final. PGA Tour, the John Deere Classic. That is one big golf ball. Canadian David Hearn sinking the long birdie here from 30 feet. Shot 5 under 66, tied for 11th. Abbotsford's Nick Taylor at his best round of the year, 7 under 64. He's tied for third, two shots behind leader Steve Wheatcroft. Perfect day for a leisurely 181-kilometer bike ride through the French countryside, unless you're riding in the Tour de France, and then your average speed is 43 k's per hour with some killer climbs. Irishman Dan Martin timed his attack perfectly on a steep incline just over a k from the finish line, pounding up that hill to break away from the pack, brings it home to win the sixth stage, his first stage win since 2013. The overall race leader did not change. It remains Belgian's uh, Greg Van Avermaet. He's uh, got a narrow three-second lead on Welshman Geraint Thomas. 
four-time champ Chris Froome of Great Britain, 14th, 62 seconds back. And got to take a look back at the uh, one of the great sporting spectacles in the summer in Vancouver, the Gastown Grand Prix. Beautiful night, huge crowds. The riders really love the atmosphere. It's a big money event. The racing fierce in the women's race. Kendall Ryan of California won. And Sarah Bergen of Vancouver, second. Quebec's Marie Soleil Blay finished third. And the men's race, 50 laps on the cobblestone streets. Don't want to go down on the cobblestone. The uh, cobblestone always wins. Great race with Eric Young of Boulder, Colorado winning. He'll beat out Germany's Florence Nauer. Uh, Canadian hit the podium. Emile Jean of Trois-Rivières, Quebec, finished third for his silver pro cycling team. And BC Super Week continues today with the Giro de Burnaby. They do, uh, they do spray a lot of champagne during BC Super Week. <laughs> it sure. feels like, I know they're celebrating, but it feels like a bit of a waste. Well, I don't think they use the good stuff, so that's, that's, yeah, for, that's the shorts. stuff you're sipping in your right. prime seats. At, right, right, at the, okay. Yeah. Thanks very much, Barry. <laughs> good times for a lot of folks. All right, thanks, Barry. Here's Jay Durant now with a preview of Global News at 11. Jay. Thank you very much, Chris. We're keeping an eye on the developing fire situation in Kamloops. Wildfire crews in Kamloops Fire Rescue are battling a fast-growing grass fire just east of the city. The blaze has ballooned to over 300 hectares. Dozens of firefighters, along with air tankers and helicopters, are on scene. The good news is evacuations near Shushwap Road have been rescinded. We're also on the Corpse Flower Watch. The rare tropical plant is expected to bloom any time now, and when it does, it will release its putrid scent in Queen Elizabeth Park. We can look forward to that as well tonight on Global News at 11. I'm sure the um, camera person assigned to that one. <laughs> exactly. I'm super excited about it. Thanks, Jay. Nasty. Okay, thanks. A new way to hit the road on your vacation without breaking the bank to buy or rent an RV. We've got that story coming up. But first, here's Kasha Vidorka with five things to do this weekend. Kasha? Another five things full of variety. Cars, bikes, beaches, and music. And that's where we kick things off. The Vancouver Folk Music Festival in its 41st year will attract over 30,000 to beautiful Jericho Beach Park. Enjoy the music and culture of more than 40 local and international acts. And take in the food, dance, and children's activities. Cheer on the cyclists and enjoy all the fun of Tour de White Rock. The weekend includes races and associated events such as a kids' bike parade, a family fun zone, and live music. The Fraser Valley Pride Celebration is on and includes a youth dance drag show, a variety show, a festival, and a walk. All are welcome to join in and celebrate local diversity. Get your motor running and go see the impressive hot rods and classic cars at the Edmond City Fair and Classic Car Show on Saturday. Head to Burnaby for the fun family event that'll have live entertainment, community booths and more. You probably don't need an excuse to head to the beach, but here's another one anyway. The Parksville Beach Festival is back and now in its 36th year, it's grown into a world-class sand sculpture competition. Watch the carvers build outstanding works of art, then have your say for the People's Choice Award. For more, head to globalnews.ca slash five things. Five Things to Do is brought to you by BCAA. Get a BCAA membership and save with our many partners. Plus, get the best roadside assistance. Well, it probably was only a matter of time before the sharing economy hit the summer highways. As Aaron MacArthur reports, new services are giving people a chance to vacation in RVs at a lower cost. Checking out their home for the next 10 days, the Roland family set to head out on the road in their camper van. It's stripped down RV living, a small kitchen at the back, and a pop-up tent. Uh, we were planning the trip. We wanted to, to find a small van. 
and uh, on the internet we heard about that company and uh, we saw it would open a branch in Vancouver so yeah we said yeah that's what we want we're in our escape camper van we've got kicker in the back escape camper vans have been operating for nine years Vancouver is their first Canadian operation if the first summer is any indication the market is ready for this kind of camping. We haven't done any marketing yet at all. Uh, we've currently got 30 vans. We're renting a couple from the United States right now, and we are booked solid for the next few months. Camping might seem affordable, but in an RV, it's a whole different story. There are now several peer-to-peer -peer sharing sites operating in Canada. We're a Canadian startup uh, based here in Ottawa. We started two years ago, uh, you know, two years ago with one RV on the site. Uh, and now we have, you know, we're, we're pushing 2,000 RV owners on the site all across the country. RVZ has jumped in to offer owners a way to get more use out of their investment. I've had quite a few people contact me through um, the website um, regarding it. So, and yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm uh, really excited. I've had multiple people rebook for millennials or young families, maybe city dwellers without space to park an RV. Plenty of ways technology is helping people get away from it all. Aaron MacArthur, Global News. <laughs> That's neat. I don't know if those Clamping. colors Look like the Partridge scream, family's oh, you old know, van. being in the outdoors. Hmm? Yeah, the Partridge family's old van that appeared to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not really camouflaged. Yeah, that's what saying? I was thinking. It's not uh, really outdoorsy to me, but... <laughs> uh, uh, final yeah. word on the weather? Sure. So, beautiful conditions. Enjoy summer, everyone. We've got lots of it on the way. UV index at its highest level for our area, so an 8. Make sure you're prepared with that, for that. And overnight temperatures over the weekend, that's when it will start to get a little uncomfortable at 16. All right. And uh, Jay mentioned earlier we're keeping an eye on that grass fire out near Kamloops, so uh, hoping everybody stays safe out there. And, uh, yes, be mindful. Human-caused fires are ridiculous. Let's try to keep those mm -hmm. to a minimum. Have a great night. Good night, all. Unnecessary.